Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Well, hello, everyone. This is Brian Wilmarth. I'm the senior pastor here at New Life. Thank you for joining us for the Digging Deeper podcast. Today, we have with me my wife, Jessica. She is our discipleship and ministries director. And so she's sitting in for Cody, um, and we're going we're gonna to chat about Sunday. So, uh, hey, thanks for being here today. You're welcome. Good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe just real quick, remind folks who are listening, what's your role here? What is it that you oversee? Sure. And uh, we'll k- try to keep this to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So my role is the director of ministries and discipleship. Um, yeah. Good question. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's different, different every day. Yeah. Um, I would say that my two main areas of oversight are um, the administrative portion of kids' life, mm-hmm. um, which involves the policies and um, scheduling our volunteers, making sure we're up to um, compliance with everything there. So I get to work with Lisa quite a bit, which is fun. Um, And then also our ministries and our discipleship. So Mm -hmm. that includes our first impressions team. um, That includes our life group ministry. That includes um, the discipleship process, which you Mm -hmm. and I are working on and are very excited to roll out um, in the next couple of months to our church. So you can all be excited with us about that. Um, but yeah, those are the basics, I would say. <laughs> a little bit. Job. It's a little bit of everything. It a almost. little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you tell me to do, honey, uh, yeah, I will right, do. It is. Yep. <laughs> it's a fun dynamic to our marriage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, and just to say it too, for us, like this is actually really fun to work together. Mm-hmm. I know some some people, some couples, uh that could not be the case, but like even, so we went to seminary together. We, we were in classes together and, uh, there were a few other husband and wife, um, seminary students mm-hmm. and then some who just, you know, their spouse was there with them, but not in classes or whatever. But I, I, I realized we were pretty, we were, we were the minority we, yeah. we, doing it and enjoying it together. And that was, <laughs> we did, we, we, we liked it. Yeah. I don't think did. that's everybody's story. Yeah. We really don't know any different. Like that was our, yeah what we'd been married for like a month before we moved mm-hmm, out there right. and started doing that. So right. yeah, it has been just yeah. the way we've operated and we love it. So. Yeah. It works for us. It does. Yeah. So you're here today. We're going to chat about the sermon from Sunday mm-hmm. and uh, dig a little deeper. Ha. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I know, right? <laughs> Occasional yes. dad joke or whatever, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so we are in our series on Colossians. How many more weeks do we have of this series? Oh, gosh. Um, not many. Um, okay. Is it three or four? Three four. or four. Four. Four? Four. The answer yes. is four. The answer is four. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what day it is. I think this has been... <laughs> This has been a really good and challenging series so far, which I think in some ways was unexpected for me. Like sometimes I think um, it's a short letter, so you think it's going to not have as much packed into it as it has turned out to have. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) But I think this one in particular was really interesting and I hope helpful. It was helpful for me. Um, So yeah, this one was about 
um, just as you received Christ, yep. Yep. so you live in Him. You continue yes. to live in Him in yep. that in that way. Yep. Um, you started out by having that image of the farmer, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love the picture of you riding with great grandpa, who we <laughs> love very much, and um, just that tension of you know your childhood question: How do things grow? Like not the mechanics of it, but just literally what makes them grow. Yeah. And your yeah. grandpa said what to yeah. you? He said, he said it's the Lord. And I mean, yeah. yes, and he's a Christian and, and has been for most of his life. And, um, and he meant that very seriously. Sure. Like, oh yeah. yeah I can for sure picture him yeah, saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is that tension that exists. I think that's what you explored in the sermon of, you know, there's a lot of work involved in creating the environment where something can grow and things like that. But, there is that ultimate, like the farmer literally cannot make it happen, Mm -hmm. um, but has quite a bit of effort involved into doing what they can. Yes. So there does seem to be that tension Mm -hmm. that is really difficult to seem to get right as a Christian. So um, while you did explore that in your sermon, I'm curious to hear you talk a little bit more about that tension. Like, Mm what is that line? How do we know if we've crossed it into too much control or oh, sure. not enough control or things like that? Maybe yeah. even just in your own experience, how do you know that mm-hmm. for yourself? Yeah. Well, maybe to go back to the analogy briefly sure. here. So um, even in, in your question, like how, how might we try to cross over into control? Just to say it, we actually don't have control at all. Like it's, it's not something that we can actually take away from God, even though we can do things Mm -hmm. that mimic that. Sure. Just like the farmer, like he or she can, can do more, quote unquote, more than what they need to or, or whatever, but it actually fundamentally doesn't change anything. Like. God is still the one who grows the crops. Sure. Um, you know, you can get the next best tool or or we're going to try this new technique or whatever, or we're going to add more fertilizer or pesticide or whatever, you know, like you, you can do all this, but really it just comes down to like, you don't have any control. <laughs> yeah. And I think the same is true for our faith. In reality, we don't make ourselves grow, but we do put ourselves in a position but I think sometimes crossing over that threshold of when are we taking too much control is is really just in our own minds. But what that represents, I would say, is that fundamental, am I willing to let God do what he wants to do or am I not? And I think that's when we start taking too much control, whether we think that in our heads, that's the way our hearts are leading us. Hmm. And so... Crossing and crossing over that line of doing too much or not doing too much, but taking taking too much control is, I think, uh, it's a time when our our hearts are trying to say, "No, God, I want to be on the throne," and that is not operating in faith. Mm-hmm. That's 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 where the shift happens. So it's not actually changing anything because we can't, but it feels like it's putting in our our hands what we think we should be able to control, but we actually don't. Hmm. And so it's it's just saying, God, I'm going to try to sit on the throne. He's like, you can't, but, you know, like, I'll let you try to think you can. And and th- that's that's how God grows us um, in those moments of, of our weakness and, and hmm. our waywardness and all that. Um, so, yeah, I think there is that element in which um, we can't actually 
even though we might try to cross that threshold. However, back to your question a little more deeply, um, how do we know if we're trying to take too much control? Yeah. I think for me, um, the word striving is a pretty uh, representative word. If I'm, I'm trying really hard, if I'm striving, if I'm doing more, and I get to the end, I'm exhausted. That doesn't mean we don't work hard and feel yeah. tired, but at the end, is it a, I'm exhausted and I don't feel like I've had much shift or fruit or like, was it worth it kind of thing versus like, I worked hard, but there's that refreshment, that joy, that like, ah, satisfaction. Hmm. That for me is part of the difference. Do I get, maybe I'm tired, I've worked hard, whatever version, and I'm satisfied. That to me is a little bit of an indicator that maybe I'm operating the way God wants me to do to do this. But if I'm exhausted, that may be an indicator that I'm not. I'm mm. trying to do it on my own strength. So um, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, is there a, that exhaustion of just like, bah, you know? And how do you how do you know what that's like? Like um, again, I, I this was true for me. Like Bible reading was was early on drilled into my mind of like, this is a good, uh, a good practice. Sure, and, and it yeah. is absolutely. Um, but I was, I was of the mindset of like, Oh, I have to get through my plan. I have to get through my devotions and I got to do it for a half hour every day or more. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, then I'd feel like, Oh no. And I got, I got to work harder. It's like, Oh, I got to get up earlier or I got uh, a day behind. So I need to catch up. Like mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things aren't actually true. Like if you miss a day, okay, that's all right. Just miss a day and then pick up where you left off and and spend the time with the Lord. Like th- that posture was not what I had. Yeah. And I think that is the better better place to be. Um, now, if you're like, oh, I, I can catch up, I've got the time and I want to, like it, it's it's uh, get to versus have to. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a phrase that kind of been introduced recently for us. And um, I think it's, that's a helpful way to think about it. Do I get to do this? Am I excited about it? Do I want to? Versus like, oh, I have to to catch up. Or like, mm, that might tell us that we're trying to control too much. Mm. Um, and that was that was what it was for me. It was a have to. Like, I have to read my Bible or else. Mm-hmm. Versus I get to spend time with the Lord. And if I miss, like, oh, bummer. I missed out on that. But that's okay. Because I can do it right now or on the next day, whatever. It, um it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like. Shouldn't tank me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the exhaustion. So when you were in that place of, I have to the have to mindset, or like I have to read the Bible and things like that. Um, did you get to a place where you could tell not just that you were exhausted, but that like you hadn't grown? Like, how does that relate to the growth aspect? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think in the moment real quickly here, like yeah. if there was anything that I could point to specifically that would represent that. Um, and I'm, I'm not coming up with anything very tangible, but yes, I think to answer your question, I don't know that I grew the way that God wanted me to. Sure. I grew just because like I read the Bible. I was in close proximity to the Lord because of his grace, even if I was trying to do it in the wrong kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I didn't grow in the way that he wanted, nor really at that heart level, true, full transformation kind of thing. Like an example, um, you know, I'm, I've kind of got that achiever mindset. You, yeah. you all probably know that. Um, uh, and 
oftentimes like I felt like I had to be the good student. I had to succeed in athletics. I had to be in all the, the extracurriculars and I should be able to do it all. And if there was ever a time where it just got to be a little too much, I was like, Oh, I got to work harder. I got to try more. And that was an area of growth that I refused to let the Lord have. Okay. And it directly impacted how I would practice the spiritual practices, like mm. reading your Bible and prayer. And like it became rote to me, like, or, or it's like, here, here's my to-do list. Here are the things that I've got to do. And I got to check all those boxes versus like actually just seeing them for what they were. I let those practices become the ends mm. rather than the means to meet the Lord to allow him to work. It's like, if I do these things, then I'm growing. No, I do these things that allows the Lord or it creates the environment for me to receive, puts me in the posture to receive whatever the Lord has for me. These things are not the growth. Mm -hmm. The more Bible that I read doesn't mean I'll grow. Sure, if I read the Bible, yes, like the Lord's gonna meet us. It's the Lord taking what I'm learning from the Bible and, and changing my heart. By simply reading the Bible, doesn't mean I will actually grow if I'm in the wrong posture. And that's the Pharisees. Like Jesus, you know, went to them and said, hey, you like, you search the scriptures thinking in them, you'll find eternal life and you will, but you refuse to come to me for I am the one who has like to which the scriptures point. Like hmm. that's, yeah. that's the mess. I think we can sometimes fall into like, we can do the practice for the sake of the practice rather than for the sake of meeting the Lord. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. So I don't know if that quite answers your question. No, but yeah. I, I think that's really helpful, yeah. actually. That's a helpful distinction to make, I think. Sure. Yeah. Um, that actually leads me to um, the aspect of your sermon where you talked about that legalism mm, yeah. versus license. Yep. And you related that to like our our more current struggle um, in our current day and age. And yeah, it sounds like what you were talking about just now yeah. falls along the lines of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I, yeah. And I think those are really challenging because I think it is hard to know sometimes when we're falling into one of those categories. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it is hard to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess how, maybe how do you see those categories, the legalism and the license, mm-hmm. um, how do they actually pose a challenge mm. to our identity yeah. in Christ? Because identity was a big part of your sermon too. I'm Correct. kind of jumping around. Sorry. That's I'm okay. No, no, no. a yeah. holistic review of your sermon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you talked a lot about identity, renewal, grace, yes, and the legalism and license mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yep. How does starting with legalism, how does that pose an actual challenge to our identity? Yeah. Well, maybe to say f- this for both legalism and license, Yeah, these are counter to our fundamental identity. Mm-hmm. Our identity is in Christ. We are children of him, mm-hmm. uh, of the Lord. Um, we, we are redeemed. We are saved. Like this is our identity and our identity fundamentally is in dependence on the Lord. Legalism and license take that dependence away. Hmm. It's a control thing. And, and maybe there's other better words to, to capture this, but for me, that's what makes the most sense in the moment. Like we are trying to control or, or take, it, take the reins. We're trying to sit on the throne again in both. Legalism is by what I do and I'm doing all the right things for 
like I'm earning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm building my resume. I'm, I'm ratcheting up. It's like it's the it's the older brother in the parable of the prodigal mm-hmm. son. Like yeah. I did everything right for you. That means I warrant or I deserve, you know, celebration yeah. from me and my friends. You know that kind of thing. License is the same kind of thing in another way or in an opposite way. It's still about me. It's just I'm I'm just going with whatever feels good or however you might capture that. Like license is just it doesn't matter. So do what you want to. I'm still deciding what I want to do. It's mm-hmm. self indulgent, and so whereas the legalism is, is uh, self focused in doing the right things, it's it's earning. License just says it doesn't matter, and I just do what feels good or, or you know that kind of thing. It's still self focused, mm-hmm. and it's still independent whereas faith the gospel our true identity is in connection and dependence on on christ Mm -hmm. and that that is why legalism license do not fit our identity they Mm -hmm. are antithetical to who we are and so i think that applies to both of them back to legalism for me again that's where i i think i operated more when it came to faith um legalism for me is it is about that like i'm i'm meriting i'm doing all the right things i'm being the good christian um by what i do therefore it warrants or or i deserve mm. and i think that that is that it's is almost a works righteousness mindset very yeah. much so yes and, and that is that's antithetical that's not that's not our identity um it opposes who we truly are in christ he has changed us, renewed us, and that renewal or that new identity is one we are dependent on him. And so legalism tries to say, no, 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 I don't, I, I know what I need to do. You just, you give me the, the, the destination, I'll get there. And, and the Lord's saying, no, 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 I take you there. Mm. Like you're not driving, I am. And legalism says, no, I want to be in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to drive. And that's not the way it works. That's not who we are. We are meant to be the co-pilot. We're not meant to be the pilot. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How about license? Like, can you say more about the license aspect of it? Yeah. So for license, I would say, um, and I'm I'm shooting a little, little off the cuff here. Um, license is self-indulgent. It's, it's, it's minimizing things, whereas legalism heightens things. Um, and so we kind of get to this, this doesn't matter, like emphasizing grace, if you will. Mm. Um, and true, grace covers over all things. Like there's nothing we can do uh, against that, you know, speaking against legalism. But license runs too far and says it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter, um, but it's it becomes more of a self-indulgent sort of thing. So like I do what feels good. I do what I want to do because, you know, when it's all said and done, who, who cares? Um, but it, it does matter. And so um, thinking about license as contra to our identity, we are supposed to be a certain kind of person. We are to be like Jesus. It, mm-hmm. It's not a, oh, I can be whoever I want or I can do whatever I want. Like, no, we're to be like Jesus because that is what's best. Yeah. Like that's that's the truth. And we do that independence. It's not on our own strength. Mm-hmm. We're not passive. We're not passive. We're, we're participants mm-hmm. in it. Um, we don't make anything happen, but we join God in it. But license says, no, 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 it doesn't matter. Like, because we're saved, like, 
there's lots of grace. So, and, and Paul even directly speaks to that kind of question in Romans. Yeah. He's like, do we consistently sin? Do we contis- uh, continually sin so that grace may abound even sure. more? And he's like, by no means. Yeah. Like, you've died to this. This is not true of you anymore. The grace has removed you from it. So don't continue in it. And that's what I think license is. It's, it's just continuing in whatever we choose, which we often choose wrong. <laughs> we choose mm-hmm. what's contra to uh, our identity. So yeah. it does matter. Our identity is something. And license says it's not. It doesn't matter. And that's not true. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. 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 That's helpful and a lot. <laughs> um, this may be an odd question, but I'm curious. Like, do you think it's easy for people to know where they're at? Like what their tendency is? Do you think it's easy for us to know that? Or is it easy to be blinded by that? That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the moment, as as you share that, my reaction, my reaction answer was both. I do think it is easy especially if we just take a step back from like ourselves just a little bit and like just kind of uh, observe ourselves more objectively, I think it becomes pretty clear pretty fast. Mm -hmm. The way to do that, like if you're like, I don't know if I can, just ask those who know you best. (laughs) You know, like ask your family, your close friends, like, hey, do I do this or this? And they're going to, I mean, if they're honest with you, they're going to be able to tell you pretty quick, like, oh, it's this. Um, So I do think there is that, um, like, yes, we can know, but at the same time, some things like it's hard. Sometimes it's hardest for us to know ourselves truly. Yeah. And so there are blind spots. Um, I absolutely think that, um, being a legalist or being in license, like we, we are not always aware of that. Yeah. And so I, I think it's simultaneously both. Like, I think we can easily know, mm-hmm. um, but often we don't because we choose to be blind to it, maybe not consciously, yeah. But it's or we're brought up that way. I think uh, that's right, part yes, of it yes. too. Yep. <clears throat> I think for me, like I didn't realize that I leaned more license in my childhood until mm-hmm. um, going to college, and then I learned a lot more about like the scriptures and things. And it, I did. I felt like I had been blinded, like not intentionally. Mm. No, but right, right. It was like. I had no idea that that had been what I'd been operating in. And it mm-hmm. sounds like it's almost the opposite for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that you necessarily were taught to be correct legalistic, but you'd been operating in that for so long that it didn't occur to you that you were doing something that wasn't as helpful. I don't know. Yes. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned like being brought up and I, I think that is like, we, we're just, we're swimming in the waters. Yeah. Or uh, like fish, we're swimming in waters, and, and you know, someone comes up, it's like, "Hey, how's the water?" And the fish is like, "What's water?" You know, like that—that's mm-hmm. that's the the story or the analogy. We just we take for granted the context in which we come, yeah. and and even if maybe you didn't grow up in a particular context, like if you didn't grow up in the church and in faith, I, I still think as human beings we default to one of these two. Sure. Um, however you might conceive of it, but. Um, I think when we come to faith, we either continue in that or maybe we're just given a, a brand of it or a flavor of it where we might, maybe you 
grow up, uh, you know, not in the church, but you have a licensed kind of mindset. And then you come to faith and you go to church and, and suddenly you become more legalistic because you just think that's the way right. it is yeah. um, or vice versa or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's hard to become aware of the water that we swim in if we're fish. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's true for us. I think we are not always all that conscious of the context, the environment, the things that we that we just do we're not always that self-reflective. So one of the best things that I think we can do to embed into our faith journey and allow the Lord to do this is self-awareness. It's Mm -hmm. growing in noticing. It's, it's like saying, okay, wait, why, why do I think this? Or why do I like that is when God can say, it's because it's, it's here. This is like really good of the, you know, what you've been given and and how you've grown up and how you've been taught. Like, this is really good. Preserve Mm -hmm. that. But this little piece, ah, that's not quite right. And, and it provides us the opportunity to, to grow and to, um, maybe leave behind what's not helpful and, and continue to grow deeper in becoming like Jesus. Um, so yeah, I do think back to your question, like we can be blind to it very easily, Sure. but at the same time, just a little bit of stepping back, we can, we can see things pretty clearly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So kind of going back to like the core of your sermon and the text, um, you named those three things, the Mm -hmm. identity, the renewal and the grace that you said we both received, like when we accepted Jesus, we Mm -hmm. received those things. Mm -hmm. And that is what we are continuing to live out from. Um, Can you say more about uh, how we received those things? You you named that pretty well in your sermon, like how you received. Hopefully so. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe a quick refresh on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then talking about how we, in the same way, live out of those things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, short version, Jesus gives us all of that. Like it all comes from him. Um, and, and that's definitely grace c- captures that. So like we receive a new identity. We have new hearts. We're, we're new creatures. Um, we, we are given uh, a new spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heart of stone is replaced with a heart of flesh. All of that is new identity. It It is transformation. Like we are now new creation. So uh, the fancy, fancy theological term is justification. Like yeah. the moment we we become Christians or, or accept Christ, whether that's a conscious decision we're making or, or some kind of process. But like if there's a singular moment, that's the moment of justification. Mm-hmm. And that is when we receive our identity, we receive grace, we receive the gospel message into our hearts, like all of that happens. The rest of the way is now the journey of us becoming or growing into all that we've received. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think Paul is pointing to. Just as we receive the gospel, Christ comes into you, um, now live in him, continue to live in that relationship, Mm -hmm. continue to let that identity that he's already given you become more true as you actually live out your external life. Mm. And I think that's that's what this is all about. So identity, we we are in Christ. We are new. We are new creations. We um we are saints. Um we are uh, restored and, and fully redeemed and all that kind of stuff in in justification. And we grow into that. We become more and more close to that truth that's proclaimed over us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 
from an identity standpoint, that's what it is. And, and then the same is really true for renewal. Renewal is the process where we are, we have a new heart, we are renewed, and now we are experiencing that renewal in life, in the way that we live. Mm. And it takes a lifetime and we don't ever get there until you know Christ comes back and, and we're resurrected. Then it will be fully complete. Um, but all of that, again, is operating by grace. He gives us grace, but then we continue to live in that grace. Um, it's in an ongoing kind of way. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the word renewal is just one that I've kind of been thinking about a lot more lately and everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like for someone who's maybe a new Christian, how would you suggest they go about that process because I feel like there's like this sermon has uncovered all these nuances to like, you know, we have to get the soil ready, but we're not the ones to make it grow. And mm-hmm. I can't be licensed and I can't be legalistic. And like, mm, yeah. I've received all this stuff in my identity, yep. but I now need to live it out and I need to figure out. It's like, mm. there is kind of a lot going on in mm. this text to point to that. So like, yeah. how would you say for a new Christian how would they go about like practicing some of this mm-hmm. and like particularly the renewal aspect? How do we set in practices that aren't legalistic, that aren't yeah. licensed yeah. Yeah. and that do, you know, provide the soil a place to grow without actually cre- making it grow? Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, I think so. And um, if my answer is not quite landing, yeah, I like, sorry. Cre- no, no, no. Um, but I would say that the spiritual practices or the disciplines, those kinds of things are actually the way are, are, are key elements. So like reading your Bible. Yes. Yeah. Praying. Yes. Uh, practicing a Sabbath. Yes. Being generous, you know, giving. Yes. Like the, the things that you might capture as like, here are the spiritual practices. Yeah. Those are good. Like, um, I hope in talking about legalisms, like don't do the practices. Right. That's not what oh, we're yeah. saying. You said it was a means. Yes. It's not and, the end. and that was the, that was the shift for me. Um, yeah. seeing the spiritual practices or these disciplines as not the ends to growth, but the means to growth. It's the means of grace. They are not the grace. They are the means of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are taking us somewhere. And so, um, we are to do them. We are to, to put these elements into, into our life. And, and that is how we can spend time with the Lord. Um, but that's it. Like it's spending time with him. That's, that's, it's the means to what? To, to him, mm. to be with him, to experience our relationship with yeah. him. Um, and so, so really it's kind of the same for a new Christian or someone who's been a Christian yes. all the time. It's pretty fascinating, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't really change, you know. And, yeah. and we grow in them, and we come across new practices that are are maybe helpful for us. So, like a new Christian, um, I would say, like, all right, start with the first one of like, hey, start start with your Bible, sure, um, the, and prayer. Like, I would yeah. put that. I would also add probably my third one, and I would put all these three probably together is get into like a circle or a community mm. with other Christians. Yeah. So, like, you're gonna read your Bible, and you'd be like. I have no idea what I'm reading. Great, let them help you. Yeah, you know, like, and absolutely. I think that's still true even for the mature Christian, those who've been doing this thing for a long time. Um, it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Like, we still need one another. Now, how that plays out or, or the kinds of things we might do, we might start being the ones to share. Mm-hmm. And that is part of our growth. Yeah. Not us like constantly learning more information, but us sharing and pouring out is part of growth. 
Yeah. So cool. like when we benefit other people, we are being like Jesus mm-hmm. and growing in that. So, um, so for the new Christian, like, yeah, put in those practices. But I would say like the question that I hope we kind of keep coming back to in some form is always check your motive. Mm. Why are you doing it? Um, how are you experiencing it? And, and over time, and I think that's the best way to see it, like, what's the fruit? Do you feel that exhaustion? And if you do, then, oh, maybe I'm, I'm doing this in the wrong kind of way. And at which point, like, okay, b- back off from it and still, still practice it, but just bring the, bring the temperature down or bring the, the stakes down a bit. Like, I am reading my Bible to be with Jesus yeah. rather than I have to get through six chapters today. Hmm. Like, that's the difference yeah, for me. Yeah, that's a good distinction. It's not about checking a box. It's not about, like, I have to do, have to but rather I get to be with Jesus and maybe I read three verses and it's just like, hmm, something's here with that and I'm being with Jesus. Like, cool. Yeah. Like that, just bringing down the the intensity or the the stakes on that. Sure. Um, I don't know if I'm getting the phrasing in a helpful way, but I think that's what it is. It's, it's letting him lead it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. So um, to me, those are some of the marks. Like still do the practices because they are the means. that the, mm-hmm. These are gifts that God has given us. And there's a whole host of them, however you know, you, we might capture that. Um, but they, they help us get to Jesus. They help us spend time with him in, in yeah. a meaningful way. And they are doing work in us. They allow the Holy Spirit to move in particular ways. Sure. Um, and so I think, yes, build in the practices, but check your motive and see it as I'm spending time with my Lord. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. It strikes me that all of this seems really complicated perhaps, but it actually is simple. Like he mm-hmm. does make it simple or he yep. can. It's not simplistic. It's simple. Yeah. It's, but it's deep. It and, is, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the beauty of the Lord, the way he yeah. works. Um, it is simple. We, we don't have to make it overly complicated, um, but it is rich. It's yeah. deep and it takes us. It's not simplistic. Yeah. 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 It's good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the conversation. And uh, thank you all for listening today. I do hope it's helpful. And um, yeah, and we just appreciate any kind of engagement too. If you've got follow-up questions or, or thinking on some things, you know, we'd love to love to hear that. So maybe drop us a note at contact at newlifeonline.org. Send us an email there. And um, yeah, just share with us a little bit of how you're engaging with it all. And if there's anything that's unclear, you know, I'd love to... I'd love to respond to that or, or make something clear that's not because um, even as we're we're doing all this stuff, we want to be helpful yeah. and uh, help people get there. So, um, but yeah, thank you for joining us today. We're excited for this series. It's been really cool so far, and we're partway through, and we've still got four weeks. Four thank weeks. You, four weeks. Four weeks. Not three. Not five. Four. Um, four weeks left, and and we'll finish out this letter. And it's again, it's a rich. Uh, a rich time to spend together um, as we're learning from Paul, um, learning from the Lord. So uh, yeah, but thank you for listening today. We hope it's been helpful and uh, we'll see you all next time.